Will Grigg, he's got Berry running through and he's found Berry. Berry's on the edge of the 18-yard area and he's hit it off the underside of the bar and in left-footed, Berry again on the score sheet for Chesterfield. He scored the opener against Southend United last week in the 38th minute. Assist by Will Grigg. You don't get many of those to the pound and, well, it looked as though Berry had run a little bit too far but he managed to get his left foot to it at a stretch on the side of the bar beyond McDonald. It is easily nil, Chesterfield field one and James Berry with the form he is in I didn't doubt for a second it just broke for Chesterfield they've not had very much space to be able to hit the opposition on the breakaway so far in this first half but the one moment they did where Will Grigg he just spots that run of Berry to the left brilliant awareness from the Chesterfield striker plays it through the lines Berry he's got the pace to outrun his marker gets in behind left footed finish I thought he took it a little bit wide he was narrowing the angle down for himself but he did take it it so well with confidence left footed that's a player in form, that's a team in form, that's Chesterfield 1-0 up it's Tyra again, <coughs> rolls it out to Sheckleford who has had plenty of attacking plays, played it in towards uh, Mandeville and uh, Mand- Mandeville, uh, Naylor's been hurt in a challenge there and a uh, Oh, it's oh, a second booking. Second booking for McCallum that's He's McCallum. Off. McCallum is sent off in the 45th minute and uh, well it just been booked for rabbiting and now it's been booked for a foul on Naylor. I think it, I didn't think it was a yellow card challenge there by uh, McCallum. The referee was a lot closer to be fair, and he had no hesitation. He whipped the yellow card out, and the leading scorer in the division, Paul McCallum, will take no further part in the second half of this match. McCallum he, walking to the dressing room. Absolutely furious at the officials here, Paul McCallum. It looks like he was going to try and square up with the referee, and there were a few players having to pull him away. He's still giving the linesman. Um, an earful now he is absolutely seething at the decision Paul McCallum from where we're sat oh, he's given the fourth yeah, official sum as well he's, he's furious, he's absolutely furious the league's top scorer sent off just on the stroke of half time with Chesterfield 1-0 up Banks on the edge of the box, he's thinking about a shot he's uh, chipped it to across the 18 yard area to Sheckford, back now to Oldacre now, referee got out of the way he was thinking about shooting but the referee was just in the way and a beautiful ball out wide uh, to Chesterfield the ball goes in and it has gone in, Mandeville popped up on the left, played it across the six yard area and with time running out in this game in the 85th minute Liam Mandeville makes it Eastley nil Chesterfield two well I said Phil that Chesterfield in this second half needed to be patient they were patient they waited for the opening finally the goal comes in the 84th minute it's took time hasn't it for, for them to finally kill this game off but uh, they've done it now it was again Dobber unlocking the defence wasn't it running at the full back Mandeville with an overlap I don't know what he was doing popping up on the left hand side but there he was just takes one touch banging at the near post unstoppable finish 2-0 Chesterfield Dobber has played it through to Banks on the left hand side Banks just outside the six plays it into a great 3-0 Will Grigg stabs it home Dobber was being fouled left right and centre good refereeing let him play it out to Banks he put it in Grigg inside the six does what he does Will Grigg makes it 3-0 Sparites 86th minute Eastley nil, Chesterville 3 well I've not even got my goal tweet out for the second goal yet Phil <laughs> they could have waited another minute or two couldn't they before they made it 3 but no that's it now Chesterfield clinical they've got the second goal and now Eastley trying to throw caution to the wind and go for it and Chesterfield just uh, wait for the gaps to appear they waited for the gaps oh. to appear they did appear and then again Dobra in the thick of it Will Grigg doing what Will Grigg does well, 6 yard box ball comes to him poached he's off he's scored and he's off <laughs> There we go. Not, not red card, as happened to the number nine for Eastley. He's been subbed by Joe Quigley. So Joe gets uh, four minutes or so at the end. Yeah, and uh, of course, yeah, Grigg scoring with his last touch of the game this week after Joe Quigley scored yes. his first touch of the game. Yeah, we're going to get week. that again. Hey, that'll be good again, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would be good again. Substitute Dotsey on the ball, plays it back to another substitute, Rutherford, who sidesteps Mandeville and uh, penalty. Eastley's way. Oh, that's soft. That's soft. Be- that is yeah, a little shove on Dotsey by uh, Naylor, and it is a penalty. McCallum normally, normally takes these, but Maguire's got the ball in his hand, so. Uh, Harry Tyra will be determined to get his uh, clean sheet bonus. Maguire's going to take this right-footed. Referee blows his whistle. Says everybody, and uh, it's into the top corner from Maguire. Consolation. And that could well be the last kick of the match. 
and uh, well Maguire has scored from the penalty spot it go. is Eastley 1 Chesterfield 3 and it is the end of the match that was the last kick and Chesterfield have got 3 points it's a pity they didn't keep the clean sheet but hey it's about 3 points Josh Marsh and that was uh, well and truly earned by the Sparites yeah Tyra will be gutted he's not got another clean sheet to his name after uh, what's been a uh... A very, very assured second half for Chesterfield against 10 men. I don't think Eastley, apart from that, have had a sniff. And uh, I wonder if that was just the referee maybe just evening it up a little bit at the end. I'm not too sure. But, uh, yeah, a bit, bit frustrating, isn't it, that you've conceded a penalty so late on. But in terms of the second half, yeah, Chesterfield again, top of the league, showing the ruthlessness. They were patient. We knew they had to be. We knew Eastley were going to sit in and make life difficult, uh, even with 10 players on the pitch. But from a spy rights point of view, they've stuck to the task they've stuck to the process they've trusted each other and in the end uh, the substitutes again Dobra coming on just adding that extra bit of pace that extra bit of flair that extra little bit of creative spark to break down Eastley's defence after after a really really spirited performance you do have to say by the home team but uh, yeah Chesterfield I think uh, after the red card which obviously changes the game that just uh, completely swung the pendulum in the favour of Chesterfield on the afternoon but yeah before that of course a bit of quality to uh, to get Chesterfield off and running with James Berry's uh, goal wasn't it as well which you, you kind of forget now after uh, all the uh, incident don't you as uh, Tom Naylor goes and uh, punches the air in front of those Chesterfield supporters and yeah I think uh, overall you'd say whether the red card changed the game or not you play to the conditions you play what's in front of you and Chesterfield was still full value for, for that win Harry Tarry got his head in his hands though he was crying there that he lost that clean sheet as he walks away from acknowledging the uh, Chesterfield of our supporters and Dave O'Hare he just pointed at the goalkeeper isn't he <laughs> and, uh, anyway it was a great penalty from Chris McGuire it had to be said but before that on 38 minutes James Berry with a, a ball fed to him by Will Grigg then that made it 1-0 but then right on half time Paul McCallum two yellow cars in quick succession one for just uh, moaning about being caught offside and the second one for a foul on Tom Naylor and then Chesterfield against the 10 men had to uh, be patient and they had to wait until the 85th minute before Liam Mandeville scored the second to make the scoreline pretty safe and then uh, Will Grigg converted from a lovely ball in from Ollie Banks the substitute on 86-2 in a minute to give Chesterfield a comfortable lead then that Maguire penalty right at the end fifth minute of stoppage time um, just put it to the top corner it's a perfect penalty to be honest from Maguire and uh, well Eastleigh conceded a lot of goals they've conceded three more today Chesterfield score a lot of goals they score a lot that's their tenth away win of the season it's only the eighth time in history that Chesterfield have managed ten away victories in a season the record is 12 94-95 who's to say that that won't be broken in this record breaking season it's still uh, Bromley trailing so the table as it stands we'll wait for that result to come in from uh, Hayes Lane but Chesterfield look as though they might be going to Dagenham and Redbridge Josh Marsh 19 points clear and it's a game in hand to be played there's two games in hand on Bromley uh, one game in hand on, on Barnet but you know going in with 19 points clear and you're playing your game in hand is fairly comfortable I would say it's a pretty healthy margin isn't it you've got, you've got to say that um, I don't think any of us even though we, we thought Chesterfield were going to be right up there and expected to uh, win the league this season I don't think any of us could have foreseen as being this far ahead at this stage in the season it's, uh, it is absolute dreamland in terms of the league table I mean you look at it game by game and Chesterfield have to work hard for the wins against every opponent they play against and, and they have even against 10 players today they've had to work hard for the win but you know you look at the league table it looks like they're making light work of it uh, but uh, yeah, you know Chesterfield had to work hard today didn't they for the result well one of the things Josh I'm sure is teams now think unless we work really really hard we're just going to get steam steamrolled away so they've got to work hard just to stay in the game and you know, easily worked very hard they were 10 men for half of the game worked really hard and they've ended up losing you know, comfortably 3-1 three, three I know it'll show that on the score sheet but it was 1-0 it was with not very many minutes to, uh, to go and I think you know it is 
teams just know they've got to work that extra bit hard yeah there were some uh, tired weary looking faces weren't they uh, as soon as that third one goes in for Grig and the game's up you could see uh, the, the spirit was really knocked out of them at, at that point but you know Enzio Baldwin what a defensive job he did you know Chris Maguire again you know running that extra yard as season pro but he never stopped did he uh, you know you, you look at Jake Taylor in the middle of the park he did fantastic I thought as well I mean yeah perhaps not the quality of uh, the, the likes that Chesterfield have in the midfield but uh, he made up for it in hard work today but yeah on the on the receiving end weren't they easily today and, and Ch- Chesterfield you know full credit in my opinion even though they were playing against 10 men uh, and it kind of changed the outlook of the match Chesterfield they've still got to play what's in front of them they did that they they were patient they waited for the uh, for the openings Dobra comes on he helps to create those openings and at that point uh, it's uh, it's game over we've just got a result coming in I think that's uh, uh, Bromley yet confirmed to with the defeat Barnet drawing oh have Wilson pull one back it looks like oh, a late oh, equaliser my word coming up next is after the whistle will confirm all those score lines. But here at Silver Lake, it's ended easily one Chesterville three on eighteen sixty six Sport Live. Eighteen sixty six Sport with unrivaled full match commentary for every Spyrites home and away game. Well, we'll start off after the whistle with me, Phil Tooley, on Josh Marsh by saying that Andrews equalised for Wheelston 90 plus 9 at Barnet. I'm not sure if we've got a full-time confirmed result there, but uh, Bromley have lost to Hartlepool and Barnet have conceded on 90 plus 9, which means that Chesterfield's game in hand over Barnet has just got two points better if that's uh, if that makes sense we think so so Josh professional performance from Chesterfield the archetypal team performance wasn't it today with we, you know there's no one match winning individual performance but everybody everybody did their bit yeah there weren't really any standout as you say I've given the man and match to DJ all day because I just thought the the control he had over that game in in midfield was uh, second to none but uh, you, you could have given it to any one of uh, seven or eight of them today just because it was a, a team performance and it needed to be a team performance because Chesterfield like I say they really really had to bide their time wait for Eastley to tire before they could really take advantage in that second half because uh, yeah, it was difficult. There was um, a real low block, as they like to say, in modern football, wasn't the from Eastley that Chesterfield had to break down. But also, they were very, very wary that with that kind of brittle 1-0 lead, they didn't want to get done on the break either. So they weren't over-committing Chesterfield at, at times. But then I think the real difference was when Dobra came on, wasn't it? That change just to... Uh, had that extra, like I say, that extra bit of flair, that extra bit of uh, creativity just did the job in the end for the Spyrites and uh, put the game beyond any doubt. But uh, yeah, it wasn't all plain sailing, even against 10 players uh, this afternoon, and Chesterfield still had to work hard for their three points. Barnet is confirmed as a result 1 1. So uh, Barnet and Bromley, who are both still in the FA Trophy, of course, have. They've not imploded, but they've just not been picking up points. Chesterfield, another consecutive, another another win, a tenth away win of the season. And, you know, they're just relentless. The pressure that they put on in the second half, particularly every week, is relentless. I wonder at what point do you, do you start to say, like, <laughs> it's happening now, it's, it's actually happening. I'm still... <laughs> expecting the wheels to somehow come off just I don't know as we said uh, at the start of the show that chessimism within me just expecting oh surely something's gonna go wrong some kind of blip or something Uh, but no what a season what a season it is Um, yeah let's not get too uh, too chessimistic because this team just keeps winning this team just keeps winning and uh, while ever Bromley and Barnet can't seem to string results together Chesterfield you know just absolutely hammering home their advantage it's wonderful to see and uh, yeah again today a tricky game where especially in that first half before the red card it was kind of fine margins Eastley did look like they could have nicked a goal or two as well when they dispossessed Chesterfield in the middle of the park and they weren't really giving Chesterfield much at all were they by way of uh, by way of the ball in the middle but yeah towards the end of that game that that was just you know phenomenal that that clinical that ruthlessness from Chesterfield that we've seen all season just just came out didn't it as uh, easily started to tire and uh, yeah again the first goal you look back to that James Berry as well with um, just that moment of 
pace where he finally gets away, finally gets a, gets a run on his full-back after being frustrated and not really seeing much of the ball for a lot of that first half and then the chance comes to him and uh, as I said when the goal went in that's a player in form to have the confidence to just take that on when you've not really seen much of it in the first half when that chance comes to you you make sure you bury it and uh, bury certainly buried it Phil no question about it oh by the way just uh, something while there's still plenty of you uh, listening in put a date in your diary 4th of April 4th of April at Chesterville FC from 4pm the 2024-2025 kit launch date you heard it here first on 1866 sport live kit launch 4th of april at chesterville's football ground at the smh group stadium from four o'clock 4th of april four four on four as it were and it was a great launch last season of course at the crooked spire so don't miss that for anything barnet one wilston one bromley one hartleyball two Eastley won Chesterfield three, your top three scorelines. Kurt's down outside the dressing room looking to uh, bring some reaction up. But what's the reaction from our listeners? Josh Marsh. Well, uh, Tom's got in touch, says Berry for England with a goat emoji, meaning the goat. <laughs> I actually saw a business to, uh, uh, earlier on today that was goat, uh, uh, and I thought, oh, shall I take a photograph of that? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe maybe so, maybe so. But, yeah, James Berry certainly um, in the running for being the goat, isn't he? Joe Dart's got in touch, says scoreline might not reflect it, but we've made harder work of that than we should have. Uh, Dexter Morgan says, this is the season town fans have wanted and needed for years. Everything's looking up to the point we still feel we could lose a game at 3-0 up but those days seem far behind us now Lindsay Downs says second half was cracking top of the league what an amazing set of players we have Paul Cook's Barmy Army rest up lads see you Tuesday uh, Matt Ashmore says I think Berry deserves man of the match yeah he certainly was in in my thinking I must admit uh, Tim says can't think what to tweet this is some performance it's majestic every match only the refereeing stays dire he says <laughs> Jeff Mitchell says, uh, measured, no risk away performance by the Spyrites. Yes, I, I think that no risk was a, a, a good point, Jeff. Yeah, certainly was. Uh, we were focusing a lot on the attacking impetus, but of course, you do have to realise that when you're 1-0 up, you certainly don't want to let a team back in, and uh, they completely first and foremost, they did shut the door, didn't they, on Eastley in that second half. Uh, but yeah, he says, rewarded with three goals. Another three well-deserved points. Penalty was a sop, he says. Up the Blues, I certainly thought it was a soft one from where I was sitting and maybe just a bit of the referee evening it up for the red card perhaps um, Ches Vegas says sounds like a professional second half shame about the penalty finishing 11 to start on Tuesday he asks so yeah maybe so Tom says what a team even conceding to get rid of the clean sheet bonuses he says <laughs> proper blues these lots <laughs> that's, a, that's a, an interesting one I'm, I'm not sure Tyra was happy to uh, give up his clean sheet bonus he, he looked uh, the uh, the most upset man on the pitch <laughs> Tyra looked angrier than uh, than Paul McCallum after he got sent off yes. at, <laughs> at conceding that late goal didn't he Danny Webb's just on the phone on the pitch uh, having a chat with somebody but the bounce back ability of Chesterfield is, is what this season's been about for me um Josh, the defeat at Altrincham, followed by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven consecutive wins. The defeat against uh, Southend, followed by four consecutive wins. The defeat against Solihull, five wins on the trot since then. You can't bounce back much better than that, can you? Well, even the best teams sometimes lose games, and, and you know we weren't going to go a, a whole season without the odd little blip here and there. But that shows you the the real quality of a team. When you do get beat, can you get back on the horse quickly? How much do you let that defeat knock you psychologically? Last season, of course, Chesterfield went on that horrific run, didn't they, where they didn't win for nine games, and that was kind of curtains to the season. But this season, this season, they're not letting that happen. They they are absolutely ruthless. They're straight back on it not swayed by a negative result at all and uh, the run they're on is phenomenal at the moment Thank you, we've got uh, Danny Webb just uh, checking on his phone coming up for a chat it's a, uh, unusual geography of the uh, the area here, we were just saying uh, with, with Josh, Danny the bounce back ability of the side first defeat against Old Trigham, seven wins on the bounce second defeat against Southend four wins on the bounce, third defeat against Solihull, that's now five wins on the bounce, that's what you need to do isn't it? Yeah, you need to uh need to just keep playing like we're playing you know you could say we'd have it helped with the with the 10 men but you know you, you make your own luck and obviously Paul McCallum be kicking himself that he's got that second yellow uh, he still fancies to go on and win the game without 11 but obviously when it went to 10 it made it a bit more comfortable for us but sometimes when you're comfortable you make really bad mistakes mm. <laughs> and we were very uh, quick at half time to remind him not to 
not to be the one to make that mistake or don't take don't take them from granted because they've got some good players. I thought we punished them. I thought we kept the ball. I thought we wore them down. And yeah, like, like you're saying, as I look at your phone there, you're just checking the scores and it's great the results have gone for our way again. Uh, but even if they weren't, you've got to keep our end of the bargain up and that's what we're doing week in, week out. Well, I don't know what Jack and the analysts can count up to, but I... I bet it's a 600 pass game I reckon that for Chesterfield there was know? a lot of passes yeah and there's still times where you think oh I should have passed it there or could have shot there or crossed but that's just decision making but where we are on the table and the points tally we've got the positive decisions are outweighing the negative decisions this season that's all credit to the players and you know Chesterfield were having plenty of play in the first half almost shot themselves in a, foot, a couple of times with, with Quigley uh, Quigley through good work from Harry Tyra yeah. but um you know, again, Barry's just shown he's he's one of many players on a purple patch. Yeah, he is great finishing, like you say. It was a bit of a mistake from from uh, from one of our defenders, and then Harry Tyra makes a great save. He goes one nil up. Mm. Maybe Paul McCallum doesn't lose his temper. Maybe he stays on the pitch, and we could be standing over one nil defeat. Mm. So fair play to everyone on that pitch today. From every minute of the game, I thought we showed real good discipline. Uh, I thought the referee had a really good game, uh, and I just thought that all round we showed the this type of performance which merits where we are in the league at the moment well he played a great advantage on when Dobber had been fouled for, for was it the third goal I've forgotten yeah, already yeah I think so I had a weird thing in my head I thought we'd run for it yeah no, I must have gone a bit dizzy last five minutes but yeah, that was their penalty yeah exactly yeah no, 3-1 away from home is, we certainly would have taken that before especially considering the other team's results yeah and you know Eastley they, they reshaped their back four because they've been conceding quite a lot of goals but you look at Langston particularly and Martin they're big they're awkward units to get round and it did it take a while to, to get the better of them. Yeah, to really put me uh, a bit more hours than usual into me thinking about defending set pieces today because, mm. you know, we had three lads at six foot plus and they had about six or seven. So they're the sort of things you have to overcome. You can't come yes. away last year. We conceded two set pieces here and lost the game. You can't come away thinking, oh, well, they're bigger than us, so they're going to score from crosses. They're going to beat us up. You can't have that excuse. All over, the boys were very strong in the tackle whilst keeping their discipline. I thought, if anything, there was probably a little bit more petulance from their team. When things didn't go their way, our lads stood up to the challenge with discipline, not only with, with their tackles, but also within their shape. They start taking the mick, uh, to use a nice word, at 3-0, which, which a lot of teams could have, and all the old Ali start from the crowd. And Even at the end there, I thought our supporters were brilliant today, but it was right, really low key, I think, from, from us and the supporters, because they're, they're getting used to this, uh, and, and I don't think you're going to see those nutty celebrations that everyone's dreaming about until it's mathematically done, which is still a good few games off. Yeah, no question about it. But James, James Barry, again, he's shown why he's, he's, he's been given the starts of, of late. A, a lovely finish again. He does like the in-off-the-bar yeah, jobs. He does, and it was a great finish. And uh, I think the, the, the lad Long King gave him a bit of banter, a bit of stick when he when he threw him to the floor earlier before yes. that so sometimes you, you get your own back without you let your football do your talking yes. shall we say uh, which we said to James at half time but listen you know no one wanted any injuries you know one, one person's uh, misfortune through Coco mm. getting injured is giving him a chance to maybe get some more minutes than he would if, if Ryan was, was fit at the moment so there's no point building the squad like I always say if you don't use it at the minute mm. we're using it really well and that ruthlessness blink of an eye 1-0 3-0 yeah, 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 and that's what good teams do. Mm. Uh, and what poor teams do is go one nil up, three one down. Uh, and I think that we're a long way from that, obviously, scenario. Well, I've seen that many a time yeah, over, the sure you have. It was over the years. <laughs> sure, but uh, hopefully this year when we when we score one. And listen, we, I think it was uh, earlier in the season at home to Aldershot when a goal down. And, fans stuck with us and we mm. showed that we can come from behind we can keep the lead or we can keep draws until the last few minutes so we're, we're ticking every box at the moment so game in hand land coming up on Tuesday at Dagenham what's the plan between uh, now and then we're staying down we're staying down in, in, in Southampton uh, for a couple of days there'll be a light session training session tomorrow and then we've got the facilities up at, at West Ham on Monday and then we'll go on and stay in the London area for, for the game Tuesday so the preparation from the club has been first class allowed everyone to well we've had no excuses about anything this season so that's mm. fantastic and much appreciated and the, play, the players are repaying that faith, I think, and that, and that sort of resources that we've been given in terms of staying overnights and stuff like that by, by being top of the league. So I'm sure you'll see a few, a few fresh faces playing again on Tuesday. I think there'll be a few changes. And when you're 19 points clear, you can do that, knowing that the lads coming in can, can more than fill the boots the ones going out. 10 away wins uh, now. That's a, a, a marker in the, uh, the ground. 12 the all-time record for Is Chesterfield. It? I thought we might have a stat for me, so we've got a couple more to go. Listen, it's, it's one of them. You look at it, you keep winning your home games. You, you've got a chance at the minute we win our home games and our away games, and the other teams are slipping up. So we're still, look, we're still looking over our shoulder, believe me, because uh, until it's done, it, it's not done, <laughs> without being too modest with it. Uh, but the boys are doing all they can to give those supporters a really good end of season party. And 
Josh and I were saying on the, when when it came to Josh's time to pick the man of the match, we had a short list of about nine. Yeah. Yeah. It was a team performance yeah, today, right. wasn't it? Let's keep the chair. Uh, yeah, no, it, listen, you could go for Harry Tyra for that great save at the start. You can go for Liam Manor for his goal. You can go for Dobbs when he come on, even though he only played 20 mm. minutes. Tom Naylor was at Soldet. You're right, 1-11 to 11, uh, could be, plus a few of the subs, Mason Grant. That's what's great. I think the Player of the Year award this season will be... Uh, you know, really, really toughly fought out, but a long way before we start thinking about those sort of things. Let's keep getting his points on the board and making things as comfortable as possible. See you in a day or two. Danny, Danny Webb just uh, explaining, say, staying in Southampton tonight. I think they're moving up to Maidstone for that uh, training session at West Ham's facilities. Let's give you the score lines in the National League first off, then we'll look at the table. All full times now. Absolutely, Oldham is the tea time match kicking off at half past five. Barnet one, Wheelston one, a late, late equaliser from Wheelston. Bromley one, Hartlepool United two. Bromley were in the lead. Dorking Wanderers one, AFC filed three. They keep winning, filed this, but I think they've jumped out the bottom four today. We'll look at that in a minute. Eastley one, Chesterfield three here, of course. FC Halifax Town one, Aldershot two. Kidderminster Harriers three, Oxford City two. Kidderminster two nil down in that game. Rochdale one, Dagenham and Redbridge two. I've just checked, nobody sent off for Dagenham and Redbridge. Um, who hosted Chesterfield on Tuesday. Solihull Moors nil, Altrincham 1, Southend United nil, Gateshead 1, Woking nil, Boreham Wood 1, and York City 1, Maidenhead 1. So, top of the table, Chesterfield played 30, 77 points. Bromley played 32, so that's two more than Chesterfield, 58 points. 19 behind, Chesterfield two games in hand. Then Barnet who technically could, with their game in hand on Bromley, leapfrog them. They've played 31, so one more than Chesterfield, one less than Bromley. <coughs> 56 points, so they're two points behind Bromley with a game in hand on them. Goal difference, Chesterfield 40, Bromley 18, Bonnet at 14, that's a point isn't it? That's worth a point. Altrincham are fourth on 49. Aldershot have uh, squirmed up into fifth on 48. Solihull 47. Gateshead back in the top seven, 46. That may be momentarily because Oldham are eighth on 45 points. And there's a gap to Rochdale on 41. At the bottom, Oxford City 27. Ebbsfleet 30. Woking 30. They've dropped two places Woking today. Kidderminster 32. So they've won, but they're still in the bottom four. Filed who won also on 32 with a better goal difference. Are fifth bottom, then Dorking, York, and Southend all two points better off than filed. So, uh, and then you can even look at Maidenhead in 16th position on 36 that will be looking over their shoulder rather than upwards towards the playoff zone. So, um, well, it, it, it's as comfortable as comfortable being. I agree with Danny Webb, Josh, that you can't make any assumptions until the math says you can make assumptions. But the title's in the bag, isn't it? Uh, it's in the bag, Josh. <laughs> I don't want to say. I, I just don't want to curse anything, I think. Because uh, at this point, I think the only thing that can stop Chesterfield is a curse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I think in all history, I've, I've not checked everything on this, but I'm pretty sure Chesterfield have never been as far as 19 points clear. Or the equivalent in the old two points for a win game. I don't think they've ever been 19 points clear. The, the, the most I've found is 16 in 2000, 2001, before the points deduction. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just so reluctant to call it and say, yeah, it's done. It's done just because I've seen stranger things happen in football, Have you? I guess. What? Well, good point. I'm struggling to think off the top of my head, to be <laughs> fair. But I don't know. I don't know. There's just something inside me that's like, oh, I just don't want it to be. I don't want to say it's done till the maths is uh, till the maths says it's done. But um, yeah, I think from a Chesterfield point of view, I think um, most people are looking forward to League Two football, and yeah, I think deep down, so am I. I'm hoping now, I'm looking up to League Two and hoping that the likes of Notts County, Mansfield, etc. don't get promoted. Of course, they played each other today, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, Mansfield's won, yeah. Set up some nice local derbies in League Two next season. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, from Chesterfield's point of view, there's, there's still business to be done on the pitch, no doubt about that. But, yeah, I think at this stage of the season, nobody in their wildest dreams could have predicted how far ahead now Chesterfield are ahead of the rest of the pack it's, um, it's been a ridiculous season and they've, they've played some absolutely wonderful football it's been an absolute joy to watch today at times it, it wasn't perhaps a joy to watch it might have been a bit frustrated on the eye as Chesterfield had to take the time to break down Eastley's defence but yeah those two goals at the end it was a almost systematic it was it was a process wasn't it of breaking down Eastley's defence and uh, when Chesterfield know that process they're able to stick to it so well 
they did again today, didn't they? And uh, yeah, good to see Grigg again getting his uh, name on the score sheet, getting amongst the goals. Good to see Mandeville getting on the score sheet as well because um, since his illness, people have been saying, mm. oh, has he come back? He still looks a little bit of a yard off. So to, to get a goal for him as well, that was a, a nice moment as well for Mandy, wasn't it? To, to get himself uh, back at it again, back amongst it. So um, yeah, gr- a great afternoon uh, for, for Chesterfield. And you know, you come away from home, a long away journey, 3 0 win. You can't ask for, for much more than that can you really still um, time for you to get your views in at 1866 Sport on X full times in the Premier League Everton 2 Spurs 2 that was a lunchtime game Brighton 4 Crystal Palace 1 Seagulls v Eagles Burnley 2 Fulham 2 and Newcastle 4 Luton Town 4 um, in the Championship let's roll down a little bit there oh, my fingers are not working they're not cold but uh, just not working Championship Blackburn 1 Queen's Park Rangers 2 Huddersfield Town 4 Sheffield Wednesday 0 well that's two teams uh, at the wrong end of the table 4-0 to Huddersfield Hull City 1 Millwall 0 Norwich City 2 Coventry City 1 Preston North End 3 Ipswich Town 2 Rotherham United 0 Southampton 2 Stoke City 0 Leicester City 5 Swansea City 0 Plymouth Argyle 1 Watford 0 Cardiff City 1 West Bromwich Albion 1 Birmingham City 0 I don't think Delilah will be too happy We've got Ryan Sheckleford coming up in a moment, so I've just got time to give you the League One scorelines, I think. Oxford United 1, Reading 1, Bolton 1, Barnsley 1, Burton 0, Lincoln City 1, Charlton Athletic 0, Derby County 1, Charlton Town 1, Wickham Wanderers 3, Exeter City 0, Bristol Rovers 1, Fleetwood Town 3, Port Vale 0, Leighton Orient 3, Carlisle United 2, Peterborough United 2, Wigan Athletic 3, Portsmouth 4, Northampton Town 1, Shrewsbury Town 1, Cambridge United 2, and Stevenage 1, Blackpool Nil. Yeah. Oh, we can. We, oh, he's coming in for us. Sit down, Ryan. That's it. Ryan Sheckleford, come up to uh, join us. And uh, well, congratulations on the uh, on the victory again, Ryan. You saw an awful lot of ball. Not in the defensive half, didn't you today? Yeah, it was a different game. Um, obviously, like last few weeks, I think I've uh, had jobs to do on uh, specific um, attacking players. Today was a bit more open for me. Uh, a chance to get forward um, and show uh, some quality in the attacking third I thought uh, first half I could have been a bit better second half I was better so we'll take it have you said thanks to Harry Tyra for getting you out of a bit of trouble yes I have I have <laughs> given him a big hug after the game and at half time to be fair I, I thought he was about to burst into tears at the end with that penalty. He looked the he looked the uh, the angriest man on the park, apart from Paul McKellen when he got sent off. Yeah, no, nah, it was disappointing. We obviously wanted a clean sheet um, and didn't want to come away from there conceding, especially after having so much control today. But nonetheless, we take the victory and we move on. And away from home, you know, very often. Uh, home teams will go out on the attack but Eastleigh are clearly having conceded a lot of goals lately they've got a, a game plan and the, the middle four and the back four again no room in between them. space was at a premium so it had to go down the flanks yeah yeah and obviously we before the game like, we prepared for that it was something that we looked at and um, obviously we prepared for any sort of game but we was prepared for that as well and um, like you said yeah we, we, uh, the game plan was to go down the flanks and I thought we'd done that quite well and then especially in the second half when obviously they went down to 10 men so there was that little bit more space that we could um, get more uh, balls into the box and that's what we've done. And on the opposite side to you, it looks as though Bailey Clemens has never been away, doesn't it? No, he's come. He's literally just slotted straight back in which is obviously like, it shows the quality that we have in, in our group and the fact that we train and everyone works hard and we're all like, singing off the same hymn sheet, it just shows goes to show that you can just come back and look right at home and how are you after the injury are you do you feel 100% now yeah yeah I'm fine like um, it was more so I wasn't really like in pain uh, per se it was more just like um, I had to wait for my like skin to knit back together mm-hmm. but as obviously it was um, quite a deep cut so um, I've, I've gotten over that now so yeah I was just all good yeah five stitches was it was it, it was one, it was eight eight, eight stitches, stitches yeah. and exactly where was it because it was sort of ankle-ish wasn't it yeah so no it was it was uh, quite close to my shin so i had like two two cuts which um i had three in one and five in the other 
So, <laughs> but you were a bit bonkers with that coat you carried on, and I don't think even had, uh, I don't think Ben even came on to have a look, did he? No, because to be fair, <laughs> like, after the, the challenge, I think like with my adrenaline and I can't remember what the score was at the time, but I just remember like just wanting to win the game really, and um, and help the team. So I remember getting a tackle. If it felt like a strong one, I just bounced back up and just my first thought was just get back in. And, and, and was it really when you got back in the dressing room and you took your sock off that you realised what it was like? Yeah, yeah, literally got back in the uh, dressing room, took my sock down, saw like all the blood, my literally my sock was just drenched, got my sock off and then I could really see the damage. <laughs> yeah, and then I, to be honest, I was, I was surprised it was it was a lot worse than I thought um, it was like, it didn't feel as bad as it looked. Jason didn't make you take your sock home and wash it yourself, did he? Nah, I think mean, that one had to go straight in the bin to be fair. I don't think it was salvageable. Yeah, it was yeah. Covered. Absolutely. Today, we've just been talking with, with, with Danny, and it was all about a team performance. Josh, when he was trying to signal out a man of the match, I think we had a short list of about 14. Uh, it was an absolute team performance, wasn't it, today? Yeah, it was. It was. I think everyone, um, everyone done their part. Um, literally, even the boys coming off the bench, like... Everyone knows their role in the team now, so it's just like it just you know what I mean. It just takes us now to go out there and do what we were in the team to do. There was one moment just quite late on. I can't remember exactly what the score was because he came thick and fast at the end. The, the, it just opened up a little bit, and I thought you might be going for a shot. Are you going to score? Oh, I do. I need to, don't I? <laughs> I've been there long enough. Now I do need a goal. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I need to start shooting, don't I? Yeah. Are you yeah, having a race between you and Mike Jones? See who gets there first. Uh, we haven't, we haven't. But I think now you brought it up. I think there's going to be a race on, isn't there? I think there ought to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that we we had a fullback a few years ago, Nathan Smith, yeah. who uh, went years and years and years without scoring, and he always used to say the last thing he uh, he heard when he when he went left for the match was his mum sort of saying you've got to score today Nathan and went about four years but then once he scored one he got a few yeah, I, hope, I hope that's um, the case with me and I hope it's not, not too far in the, in the future for me to get my first and then hopefully I can get a few well Dagenham coming up uh, do you know any of the lads at Dagenham because obviously you'll have grown up with uh, in that sort of area uh, not at the moment. I've known boys that's played for Dagenham, mm. but in their team right now, nah, none of them. Well, good luck on uh, Tuesday night. Let's hope we can be celebrating another three points. Well done, Raheem. Thank you very much, Raheem Shackleford there, Josh. So uh, hopefully we're getting Liam Mandeville. Any more messages from our guys in social media land? Yeah, plenty more to get through, actually. Mark Jones says, very professional performance. Job done. Eastley didn't take their chances, and you can't afford to do that against us. Philip Fisher says, uh, better second half... We went and took our chances and we got the win. Next game, let's go. Andrew Knowles, my old head teacher at Tilton right. Hall. Has got oh, in my word. Teacher. Hello to you, sir. Andrew. Yes, sir. sir. Yeah, it feels weird calling him Andrew, I'll be honest. Yeah, or Andy. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's really good to hear from you. He says, tremendous results, a great commentary, Phil and Josh. Very happy. Tupton Hall Spyrite students on Monday morning. <laughs> and a very, very happy brother, Tim yeah. in Perth as well. He says, superb run. Let's keep it going. A chili dog down in New Zealand says, another brilliant three points. Points on the road. Not easy, but our patience and quality got us there. Well done, Spyrites. Thanks for the commentary. Uh, Jeff King fan page, as we like to say. Uh, n- nearly had a slip of the tongue there. That page, it does trip me up. You've got to be careful, you have. He says, no contest after the sending off, but I don't care. Deserved goal for Grig. Amazing work rate. Derbyshire Dad says, it's looking like the rest of the league have given up on the chase already. A win next Tuesday would mean we're going into our next home game with a 22-point lead. Yeah, against an Ebbsfleet side who are second bottom. Yeah, there we go. It's, uh, it is looking rosy, isn't it? I think that's one word I'd uh, describe it as. Certainly very rosy. Joe Dart says, gave them too many chances in the first half if we changed gear earlier it could have been more relaxing but we keep getting the job done so it's more an observation than a complaint he says uh, Darren Buxton says are we in a position to calm some Bob's board members down that Oldham's form isn't anything to worry about uh, well Darren uh, you can hear it from me and I'm sure Phil will be happy to back me up on this Oldham's form is not anything to worry about uh, I tell you what if we're worried about Oldham you, you, this chessimism that you've been showing will uh, really come into it just while um, Josh checks for a, a few more bits spots, a few little bits of parish notices. Just a reminder about the new show on 1866 Sport Live every Friday evening, starting next Friday, 7 till 8 o'clock. And uh, we'll be repeating it again on 9 till 10 on the Saturday morning. Uh, straight after Rick Houghton's drive time, uh, it'll be weekend warm-up with me, Phil Tooley, and our new recruit, Ellie Yates. And this, for the first show, we've got a special guest lined up 
for Friday. Get that date of the 4th of April into your diary, 4 o'clock at the SMH Group Stadium for the 2024-25 kit launch. And uh, we've also got that Night of the Darts on February the 16th with John Lowe MBA, £20 to attend, or a discount if you have a table from 10, that's on the club um, events page on the website. Mother's Day bookings are being taken for uh, your carvery at the SMH Group Stadium, £18 for adults and £14 for under 14s. That's on Sunday, March the 10th. Craig Davis, former leading scorer of Chesterfield in the 10-11 championship season, is coming to... Uh, uh, speak at a sporting dinner to raise funds for the Academy in Chesterfield FC women on Thursday, March the 7th, £30, including food for those um, events. So uh, lots and lots and lots of stuff happening in and around Chesterfield Football Club and 1866 Sport Live at the moment. And it's fuelled, Josh Marsh, by an incredible form on the park. It is, it is. It's just everything around the club is just going in the right direction even you know you, you look at uh, not just the first team the academy and of course look back to that that Southport game the way those academy lads played and uh, the work being done there the work being done of course in the community engaging schools and that's reflected in the uh, brilliant attendances not just the footballers but the engagement of the club that they're doing with young people and, yeah, I think uh, we passed 100,000 home fans at the last match or something yeah, like fantastic. that for the season I, I was listening to your um, Sky is Blue podcast that you do with a, a few of the, the lads with Paul Fisher etc earlier in the week and I think uh, Dad's uh, Daryl Carpenter made a really good point on it about you know in terms of he's never seen as many children and, yes. and women attending Fantastic. matches it's just absolutely brilliant to see and uh, yeah long may that continue and you never know there might be a conversation eventually that the, the Kirks have to have with a few of other community trust members about filling those corners and we'll wait and see <laughs> anyway, uh, <coughs> before you get any more just a quick we'll finish off the score lines in League 2 Lunchtime game was Newport County 2, Swindon Town 1. Accrington Stanley 0, Grimsby Town 0. Barrow 1, MK Dons 0. Bradford City 0, Wimbledon 0. Colchester 3, Forest Green 3. I think Colchester were 2 0 down at uh, half time. Uh, Crawley Town 1, Morecambe 2. Chillingham 1, Walsall 1. Mansfield Town 1, Notts County 0 in the Nottinghamshire Derby. Salford City 3, Wrexham 1. Stockport County 1, Harrogate Town 1. Sutton United 1, Doncaster Rovers 1. Tramier Rovers 0. Crew Alexandra Nil Liam Mandeville has joined us. I'm just looking at your page here on the uh, stats page. Look, and there's a little one today that says a goal easily won Chesterfield 3 1 in a little circle. Look, yeah. and you got to go right up to the 7th of October, Boreham Wood Nil Chesterfield 2. What's been going on? Well, there was 12 games where I did play right back. Well, no excuse. Uh, but well, Marty Shex hasn't scored yet, so yeah. he's promised me one for the end of the yeah. season. Um, yeah, just I just I haven't been on the score sheet, have I? It's just it's been a while coming. I think um, I haven't been playing uh, best recently. Obviously, after my illness, I actually have struggled to get a bit find my legs again, really. Um, so, but I feel like it has been uh, my forms have been getting slowly better. I've uh, been more involved in the games, and I feel like today was much more a performance that I'd been showing probably two months previous. So, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. But for the goal, why were you where you were? You were in the wrong place. I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I was doing there. Sometimes you just see things on the pitch, you just go <laughs> there, don't you? Yeah, so, uh, it causes havoc for us when you think, was that over there? Oh, yeah, it should be there. No, yeah. Um, I don't know, yeah, I don't, don't know. But like, it's that ruthlessness as well, in the blink of an eye, Griggs got one and he's gone from 1-0 and ooh, a little bit edgy to 3-0 job done in probably in playing terms in 25 seconds again or something like that and that's second or third time in recent weeks that's happened well we, we, we know we've got that and especially I mean it was hard for them they, they were down to 10 uh, but I think I feel like we were in com- we were on complete control for the majority of the game they, they're good at what they do I mean we know Macca don't really well don't we I mean we, we know what he's good at he's done unbelievable this season so you know he's always going to cause problems and him and him and Quigley are a threat up top uh, to be fair to them and they play to their strengths but I thought we were in we were in complete control even even with 11 v 11 I yes. think I feel uh, feel like we we would all have got there in the end and, that, and we've shown that a lot this season uh, second half of games how many times you've seen it we've scored goals yeah well it's ridiculous the amount of goals that have been yeah. scored in the uh, in, in the second half but you know McCallum will be ruined that 
the, the argument that he got booked for, for dissent, I didn't think he was uh, offside, but it just shows you, you you can't ever argue because you're just going for a foul a little bit later, the, the referee sees it as a, a as a yellow card and, and you're off. Yeah, I think that, that's the rules nowadays, I think... Uh... We're still, as players, we're still trying to understand how how to approach the referees. I just try not to even yeah. get involved. The thing people do get very involved with the referee, don't they? But most of them play for Solihull, to be fair. Yeah, eh? yeah. it's just that's just, it's just it's just football, isn't it? I mean, he's not going to. My granddad always used to say they're not going to change their mind once no. they made the decision. It's it's done. So what's the point of even arguing it? 19 points clear because Bromley and Barnet have both dropped points today. Nobody's counting any uh, any chickens or whatever you count at this uh, stage, but come on, come on, you're not going to throw this away, are you? <laughs> I'd like to think not. I mean, the way we're playing at the moment, it, it, it is unlikely, but like you said, we're not going to count our chickens. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get as many points as possible, and when it's mathematically done, then you can come and say, we're not going to throw this away, are we? You mentioned about that twelve. No, you mentioned about that twelve games at right back. Is your has your awareness of the game changed since that spell there? Um, I think it's made me appreciate the what 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 the defender sees and the right back sees. I mean, it it's it is harder than it than it looks. Um, each game's different though. It depends what you're coming up against. Like today, I feel like if it was a good game for fullbacks, because there was loads of space mm. out wide. Um, and I remember when I, I actually played right back in the home fixture against these and I was allowed to get the ball and dribble nearly full length of the pitch and that, that's just the way they do it. So, um, yeah, and it's just seeing pictures so I know what pictures they're seeing so hopefully I can, in, when I'm playing, in, in that, especially in that right position, I can try and be in a position to help them out. Really. And, and, you know, sometimes a little bit like Eastleigh today when they're down to 10 men they've got to go gung-ho they're, they're 1-0 down in time running out uh, take a, a full back off and poor old Baldivine who'd been the most dangerous player in the first half from them has to go and, and play back and I was absolutely delighted when I saw him move back there well that's that that's what we try to do we try to keep the threats as far away from our goal as possible and that when we keep the ball as well as we do they have to come back otherwise we're, we're, we're overloading them so um, that that is part of the game plan, and yeah, and like you said, he, he is a threat. He's he's always been a threat at this level. Um, so it's just about keeping people like that quiet. Five hundred or so supporters there uh, today. Never never shut up, did they? No, excellent as always, um, and, and long may it continue. I mean, we're really grateful for all the all the support we get. The travel hundreds of miles and thankfully this season we're actually uh, making it worthwhile yes absolutely uh, play of the year coming up in uh, in April uh, um, I, I, I take it you're planning not to give your trophies back uh, no I think it'll be uh, uh, difficult this year we've had so many good performers I mean how how we're gonna how they're gonna give a player of the year this year I mean, like you look at the way the DJ's playing at the moment we couldn't get a shortlist for man of the match today yeah, Dobbs players like that Griggy scored loads of goals nails you could go through the you actually could go through the entire team that's not even the the defensive players mm. who have I think after after the start of the season where we were getting a lot of grief for conceding goals now it's looking much much better isn't it the uh, clean sheet yeah well column. yeah absolutely no no question about it you're you're the old man of Chesterfield now you've been here for uh, seems ever in a ever in a day <laughs> what's it like for you to see youngsters like James Berry come in and start really really making a difference having moved up a myriad of uh, levels to to come here oh, it, oh, it's expected you, you see him in training he is he's he is he's a magic player to be fair to him he scores He's got an unbelievable finishing ability. Really, honestly, really, really special finishing ability. Um, and it's just about it's the it's the, the that's never in doubt. It's the other parts of the games. It's the the tracking back and that. And he and he's getting he's getting better and better at it every week. And he's going to be a massive. Well, he is a massive player for mm. us. He's got he's been the difference in the last few weeks. So well, he scored the crucial first goal. Yeah. He's got them both in yeah. the last two games. Exactly. So um, he's going to be a big player for us. I think he's a, a, an excellent sign. And the continuity of the squad, because it, it is a squad game, you know. No sign. I know there's no transfer window in the National League, but no sign is made. Nobody moving out. It, it must be good that Paul Cook has made it so it is a real squad game. We were we were signing somebody every other day not long ago, and yeah. there's players who played two seasons ago that 
you and me will have both forgotten about already. It's <laughs> yeah, just yeah, nice to have, have seen, a, a we've squad. We've seen some players come through the squad, haven't we? So, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the lads are on uh, here next year, have signed yeah. up for next yeah. year. So, I mean, the, the squad we've got is... Um, I'm speaking to Macker at the kick-off down there and he said, we've got... You look over at our bench and it's it's absolutely I know. ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, it's not fair, really. It, it, I absolutely and, and, agree and with you. To, yes. It's not it's not down to absolutely pumping money at it. It's down to good signing good players, players proven players, and uh, I think I think they've done an unbelievable job on that on that part. Can't disagree with that, Liam. Thank you very much for uh, coming up and chatting with us. Good luck on Tuesday at Dagenham and Redbridge, another victory for uh, Chesterfield. I've just got a little uh, bit of an interview I want to uh, play you because we do talk about community an awful lot at Chesterfield. I'll just get my little cue that I need from it because it's um, we've been away for a, a day or two and I've not got it on a piece of paper, which I normally have, but uh, I have got it on my laptop. Uh, um, there's been a student spending some time with the media department on work experience during the week, and she talked to Nick jo- Johnson about her stint at the club, beginning by introducing herself. My name's Lily. Uh, I go to Eckerton School. Uh, I'm studying my A-levels. Uh, I'm 17. Uh, I study sociology, psychology and English language. And what made you come to Chesterfield on work experience? Uh, I'm really interested in like the media and the marketing side of like the sports industry um, and I just wanted to find out a bit more about it and learn some with some hands-on experience. So tell us a bit about what you've been doing this week. Uh, I've been like shadowing the media department at Chesterfield Football Club. Uh, I've been using some new microphone technology to uh, to look at how it works and the different features that it's got. Uh, I've got involved with some of the marketing side of it and I've just experienced some new things. And also the the retail side as well, which is something that you've got experience in anyway. Uh, yeah, so I've been in the Chesterfield Football Club shop as well, uh, just uh, s- selling tickets to uh, customers and football shirts and just overall getting like an idea of the community that is Chesterfield Football Club. And how have you found it overall? Uh, I've actually really enjoyed my time. Uh, it's just been a really nice experience to... something that I've not done before, so it was nice to, like... understand what really goes on behind all the scenes. How has it been compared to what you thought it might be? Um, It's definitely a lot more goes into it than I thought did. Like, it's not just about the football, it's all the team behind it and what actually goes on. So there, a bit of work experience with uh, Nick Johnson in the media department and uh, talking about media, social media, more comments, Josh? Yeah, a few more mentions to get in there before we uh, sign off. Uh, Alex, a Southern Spy writer, says another huge win, saw the game out after the sending off and finished it off with some more class by two of our best players this season. Class commentary as always, he says, and uh, over to the Facebooks. I've not even had a chance to get into the Facebook comments <laughs> yet, so uh, it shows you just the amount of response we've had. Jason Elliott says, great achievement credit goes to the players belief and togetherness fantastic the way Cookie Webby and Robbo have nurtured this team 19 points clear Jason just remember 19 points clear he said he'd buy me a bottle of champagne if we won by 20 there we go well we're not far off now and Tuesday could be the tipping point couldn't it so Sharon Healy says love listening to Liam when he's being interviewed great result again Chris Sidden says what is the earliest anyone has ever won a league somebody asked me that last night and uh, I, I looked at Luton because they say got 19 they won by 19 points and uh, they only won it after 43 games they'd uh, um, Cambridge, I think, who were their closest rivals, lost their last few, and Luton won their last few to make it up to that that points uh, gap. Um, so uh, the answer is I don't know. I don't know. Well, Leanne agrees with me. She says I agree. Can't get too excited until it's confirmed and we're yeah. promoted. We've supported Chesterfield for far too long and know nothing is guaranteed in football until the math says it's confirmed. I completely agree with you, Leanne. <laughs> Rob Wilson says that was a brilliant performance. Second half was so one-sided. Some of the football was outstanding. Well done to the team. Jamie Houghton says uh, cannot ask for more. These lads have delivered beyond belief all season. 
season unreal Douglas Jones says in Dreamland so proud of the team and the managing staff too Fat Lady is getting on the plane on holiday <laughs> Claire Embry says uh, the lads kept calm kept to the game plan Dobbs made the difference when he came on great win Alan Unwin says only saw the second half never had to get out of first gear 19 points clear with two in hand zippity doodah zippity hey Oh, we're the spyrites and we're on our way, he yeah. says. <laughs> thought, I thought I was going to have to go into a... I, I thought you were going to burst bit, into song, man. A bit of song there. That was dangerous, wasn't it? It would have had a quick drop-off in... I think um, Richard Lilly says fantastic performance from the boys again today fully deserved the big three points uh, Stephen Walker's crisp says I know we don't like to predict anything with CFC but I think we've now done almost enough for us to guarantee to go up I'm so happy after 25 years being a season ticket holder unfortunately due to health issues I've mostly been at home listening not able to attend maybe that's what I should do every season well I think Stephen as soon as you're well and back at it you need to get yourself back yeah. down the SMH because you are missing out on a treat this season yeah, yeah. If, if you feel up to it, I'd get a ticket for that last match of the season, Maidenhead, because uh, I think that's going to be special. I think so. Peter Crooks says three more points in the bag. Not as convincing as the scoreline suggests, but another great win away from home. Peter Collins says another great performance. The penalty being the spoiler, but another three points. And on we go to Daggers on Tuesday. The records keep accumulating all credit to the players for keeping their concentration. Steve June says solid win. Can't wait for the EFL where we belong. Craig Furnish says really pleased Berry is in starting 11 again. He's a live wire. Great team performance. Home and away we're unstoppable. Plenty more comments. I mean, we'd be here all night, I think, trying to get through them all. Alex Bistian, though, makes a good point. Says Bromley and Barnett have hit the bottle. Our current form will have the title wrapped up by March. So I think that's someone uh, agreeing with you on that one, Phil. But uh, like you said to, to Liam Mandeville, not counting your chickens. Mandeville's not counting his chickens. I don't think Danny Webb is either. So, uh, um, you know, from a Chesterfield point of view, it's just keep doing what you're doing. Keep the momentum going. Keep playing to the best of your ability. And uh, if you keep uh, the performance levels up, the points will take care of themselves. Well, let's just look forward to uh, Dagenham then on Tuesday night. No rest for anybody. They've won 2-1 away at Rochdale today. Ineffi Young with two goals, one of them from the penalty spot you know he's a, an awkward customer up front isn't he and it uh, looks like they play a, a 4-5-1 type of formation similar to Chesterfield uh, but you know in in defense they've got uh, the experienced Tom Eastman was at Colchester for years and years and years I think he was a testimonial man at uh, uh, a big strong defender he's always difficult to to try and get uh, by Elliot Justum, the goalkeeper, just hammers, I always call him, uh, is a, a, a solid goalkeeper. Then you've got Hessenthaler and Vincent in midfield, as well as um, uh, as Ryan Hill, who uh, used to play here at uh, Eastleigh and gave us plenty of problems for Eastleigh over the last two or three years while he's been there. It's, it's no pushover. They've been like Eastleigh, completely and utterly inconsistent. Josh but, um, but on the day anybody can do anything yeah no team in this league will play against Chesterfield and at the first whistle at kickoff just roll over and, and let us win Chesterfield are going to have to go there to Dagenham and Redbridge and earn their their three points if they're to take three points it's a tough place to go um, you know they've got some seasoned National League pros you look at Justin he's been there since the dawn of time I think at this point hasn't he and uh, yeah certainly one of the the better goalkeepers in the league um, of course ne nearly sprung a surprise on Chesterfield earlier on in the season I think they, they took the lead in that game mm. and it took a bit of quality from Colclough and, and Banks to, to finish it off didn't it so you know from Chesterfield's point of view again can't rest on the laurels can't get complacent I'm sure they won't they've not got complacent all season and uh, yeah played to the best of their ability I say this every time I sound like a broken record but played to the best of the ability and they win that game of football it's as simple as that for me but um, yeah they've got to they've got to play up to those standards and not let them drop but their you know, inconsistency is shown in their their recent home record last four games 1-2 lost two they lost last time out 1-0 at home to Kidderminster so you wouldn't have seen that coming they beat Dorking 2-1 uh, before that easily went to uh, Dagenham and lost 4-1 and then Dagenham lost 2-0 at home to Wheelstone before that but uh, um, you know they did beat Barton Barnet earlier on in the season so they've obviously got something about them yeah they're going to be one of those teams that knows they're up against by far the best team in the division so they're going to be one of those teams who have to run that extra yard you know put that extra 5-10% in compared to perhaps what they're normally used to doing and I'm sure 
they'll do that. They'll they'll try their best to stifle Chesterfield and, and frustrate them and, and, and stop the Spyrites playing that free-flowing attacking football and, and try and stay in the game as long as they can and, and pick up on, on some scraps or a set piece because uh, I think that's... Uh, you know, let's face it, that's what most teams have been trying to do against Chesterfield this season and just hope and pray that they can hang in there for, for a point or or even better. But uh, it's not happened to many teams this season, has it? So, uh, you know, Solihull got away with one recently, didn't they, on Boxing Day, where, mm. again, on another day, if you play that game another ten times, I'm convinced Chesterfield would probably win it four, four or five. Well, one. that's only defeating ten. Nine out yeah. of ten, Chesterfield have yeah. won on the bounce. Thanks very much, uh, Josh Marsh. You've been listening to After the Whistle on 1866 Sport Live. We'll be available as a podcast from Sunday. We'll be back on air on Tuesday from seven o'clock with me and Lee Francis at Dagenham and Redbridge. Thanks to Josh, of course. Thanks to Danny Webb and also uh, Ryan Sheckleford and Liam Mandeville for sharing their thoughts on the uh, on the game. And uh, well, just keep on looking at that table over the weekend. Nineteen one nine points clear of Bromley as the games start tick tock tick tocking away another victorious weekend for Chesterfield thank you for listening and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend I'm going for some nice dinner in Southampton now so quite looking forward to that Um, so thanks for listening Phil Tooley signing out here on 1866 Sport Live with unrivaled full match commentary for every Spyrites home and away game. Well, in the latest Getting to Know You feature, Michael Jacobs begins by telling Bron Jenkinson about the most memorable match he's played in, and he's played in a few. Probably uh, there's a game for Wolves. We were at home at Molyneux against Swindon. We drew, we won 4-3 last minute. Mm. But it was the season that we went up, and it was like 35,000. It was unbelievable. But it went to and fro. It was more like a... 1-0, finished 4 3 but it was yeah, probably the atmosphere and the actual uh, magnitude of the game was one of my favourites playing. Of all the players in the squad, you're probably one who has played in front of the biggest crowds. Do you find it difficult now to play in front of smaller crowds? Not that Chesterfield is a small capacity, but compared to what you've played in before, do you find that harder? No, 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 not at all. I think it's, I think it's a different, it's a different type of feeling because obviously it's, it doesn't matter where you. Some of the best grounds you play out are the ones mm-hmm. with the atmospheres, and obviously it doesn't matter how many people in the, are in the ground or what size stadium mm-hmm. it is. It's, it's the atmospheres that that you end up playing in front of. So no, it doesn't make us. And obviously the, the, the atmosphere at, at the ground here is, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's great to play in, and it's different. But yeah, it doesn't. The atmosphere it doesn't really affect how how I play. So it's, it's, it's different, but yeah. I enjoy I enjoy it. Yeah, because Chesterfield is probably sort of renowned as one of the the smaller clubs with the biggest atmosphere in the lower leagues, isn't it? So when you came here, did you? already sort of know that and expect it I think because I played it before I knew what it was like and that was obviously for a few years beforehand but um, it's always had a been renowned like it's a renowned for having a, having a really good atmosphere and, and this, obviously the stadium's great as well obviously you go to different types of grounds mm. but yeah, I, the atmospheres are the ones that it doesn't matter like I said it doesn't matter how big it is yeah. if, if the crowd are good then it's, it's it's good to play in front of yeah question number two is what's your opinion on VAR um I'm not the biggest fan, only because of the the lengthy delays mm. and the stuff. But I think in the years to come it will be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but once they've got the hang of it and got probably got tried to get ex players or ex managers on the actual panel, then I think that'll make a big difference if that's the thing. Yeah. But um, at the minute, I think it probably takes too long, and everyone's not educated enough to really. Mm deal with the situations that they're put in do you think ex-managers and players would really help improve VAR if they were sort of in the VAR sort of room I think when it comes to I think if they would if they had did the, the sort of training and stuff on it because I think obviously a knee-jerk reaction is to to follow your gut but mm. actually if you were in there and you'd been you'd been educated and taught on how to use it and I think it's just different different circumstances and, and different scenarios obviously to have someone that's actually played the game and managed the game I think it would benefit the, the refs that are already in there yeah cool question three is which teammate is most likely to appear on a reality TV show and you've got to pick the player here and what reality TV show they'd go on uh, but let's have something other than James Berry on Love Island because that's what we get every time um, yeah that's, that's, that's a tough one I'm trying to think well, we've just had Jamie Grimes on Tipping Point, so yeah. <laughs> you could go for anything as rogue as that. I might go for 
Ash Palmer on University Challenge because he seems pretty clever so I'll go for that one I like it yeah. good question number four is what were you like in school this is academically and then behaviour wise as well I was actually alright yeah I, I sort of winged it a little bit academically but come out with some decent grades um, got sort of 12 GCSEs and I think yeah all of them were above C um, behavioural wise I've just sort of yeah I was alright yeah I was yeah. fine yeah I didn't really didn't really cause any issues um, I had a big sister so she looked, sort of looked after me when it was like around school and stuff but now I was, I was alright yeah I was alright do, do you think that school were the best days of your life? Only because you've got no responsibilities. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed... I did enjoy it, but I was happy to leave. Yeah. Um, but because I ended up playing football all the time, I was I kept leaving school early anyway. So it was... Yeah, I was happy to leave in the end, but I did enjoy it. Cool. Question number five is, where's your favourite holiday destination and why? Mallorca. Cool. Uh, just because it's short flight, um, nice beaches, nice places. And yeah, you haven't got to spend too much time on a plane. So yeah, I like it there. Are you not a fan of flying, or is it just something you get bored of? I do, but it's just with the kids taking the kids on the flight. It's just if it's you and your, you and your missus, it's fine because you can just sort of chill out and that. But when there's kids up and down the aisle, it's uh, it's a bit more stressful, especially the airports and stuff. But Mallorca's perfect. What's your music taste like? Uh, I like a bit of everything. I'd probably go for more like a Oasis-y sort of type music. That's my sort of yeah. go-to. Um, my Song, my initiation song was R. Kelly I believe I can fly but that was yeah that was often that for years that's been the same one but I'm more of an Oasis man really Taylor Swift we've been asking all the lads if they're a Taylor Swift fan I don't mind it yeah I don't yeah. mind I wouldn't necessarily listen to it in the car but yeah it's um, yeah I'm more of an Oasis we're just trying to figure out who the Swifties are in the, in the, in the squad <laughs> that's all cool question number seven is what does Michael Jacobs want to do after football um, I'd like to stay in football in some sort of capacity I'm not too sure what I'm not not massively into the coaching side of it I do have a passion for, for obviously for, 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 for football yeah. um, but I think I'd probably prefer to go down more of the route of maybe getting on board with my agency and, and, and doing that side of the stuff and trying to help young players out Nice uh, the next one is what would your three course meal choice be so start a main and dessert and then you can also have a drink to wash it down um, start a main dessert I'm going to go the other way around I'm going to go drink I'm going to go is it last? It's not last before you. No, no, no. Just, just what are your three course meal. Um, I'd probably go for. Um, I'll probably go. I'll, I'll go the other way around. I'll go dessert, sticky toffee pudding. Mm. Main, I'd probably go for a roast dinner, mm. proper roast dinner, and my starter, I'd probably go for. Start a the hardest one, Yeah, and I don't normally. I'll probably go for a breads to share. You know, a, a, yeah. a breads to share. Cool. What would your drink choice be? Would you have a pint or would you? Have yeah, I'd have a pint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have maybe a, pint. a top on it just to sort of take the edge off it. I like it. Cool. Next one is what's your favourite film and tell us about it. So if someone's never watched the film, what even is it? Um, oh, that's all, oh, you did this the other day, didn't you? The training though. Yeah. I said Shawshank. Um, that's probably my favourite film. Um. I'm trying to think what else. Do you watch a lot of films? I don't know. I watch series more than anything. I'm more okay. into more like the police, yeah, like, yeah, 24 hours police custody, that sort of stuff, the Met and stuff. I like that sort of stuff. Have you watched Fool Me Once on Netflix, the new one? No. That's a good one if you've never watched is it. it. It's just trending at the minute on what, Netflix. What is it? Fool Me Once, it's called. Fool Me Once. Fool Once Michelle, Michelle Keegan. Keegan? Yeah, yes. I watched, actually, I watched the first episode. It's when he's, he's yeah. um, fella goes missing, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Um, Worth a watch. Is it? Very much yeah. so. So, yeah, sh- probably Shawshank or. Um, I do like the Denzel, Denzel Washington ones, so probably mm. a training day or something like that. Yeah, cool. Question 10 is, any phobias? And if so, tell us about them. No, not particularly. Um, not, like, I'm not a massive fan of, of like spiders, snakes. Snakes probably is the one. I'm just not, not a big fan of snakes. Spiders, I don't mind. But anything else, like the dark and um, confined, sp- like confined spaces, mm. I'm actually all right. So if one of the kids turned around and asked for a pet snake? No way. Absolutely no way. No <laughs> Cool. Question 11 is, what's your favourite ever football shirt? So this could be something that you've worn personally or maybe a classic from back in the day that you remember. Oh, yeah. Um, this is probably the most unique question of yeah, all because not many yeah. times you think about your I, I, I like the black shirts. kits. I like the all-black kits. Yeah. So when we were like at, 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 um, at Wigan, we had like the first season. Was it the first season? We had like an all-black kit and yeah. I, I, I like, really like the all-black kits. Cool. And then the final question is, what team do you support and why do you support them? I'm a Liverpool fan. 
Um, only because when I was younger, the lad down the road from me supported Liverpool, so I supported him as well. And then I've just obviously carried on supporting him all the way through. So. Do you, do you, obviously, you probably don't get to that many matches because you're a footballer yourself. But is that something you'd like to do when you, you retire? I would. Yeah, I do like. I, wa- I like watching football on TV. I'm not a massive fan of going. Okay. Um, Any reason why? I don't know. Like I feel like the experience is. I do like the experience still, but I think it's a bit more. You don't really get to see the full extent of the game. And I like watching different players like like at different times and stuff like that. But obviously, you do get a better mm. visual of the game and who's done what, and who's done what well, and stuff like that. But yeah, I do I do like going, but just not as much as I'd probably go once in a. Yeah, for now and then. 